Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. We're going to continue where we left off last week. Uh, I, I need to do a tiny review just to get us there. Because it is the second half of verse 1. And uh, <coughs> I want to mo- get through these a little bit quicker if I can. Again, you know, as the Lord leads. 1 John 5, 1, he says again, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, we talked about the new birth last time as well, as understanding the fact that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the anointed one. And uh, we also understood that, uh, I read you a um, quote, John MacArthur wrote in his commentary, the term believes conveys the idea of continuing faith. Remember, again, this is not a one-time deal. Amen? He says, the term believes conveys the idea of continuing faith, making the point that the mark of genuine believers is that they continue in faith throughout their life. And again, we looked at Hebrews 10.38 in relation to this, where he says, now the just shall live by faith. And he says, uh, but if anyone draw back, and this is God talking, my soul has no pleasure in him. And we saw from Hebrews 11.6 that faith is of utmost importance in our lives. Amen? Where it says, without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and, and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. I don't want to go through all of that because I went through it last week. <laughs> okay, this is just a review. One more thing. When he actually said in the beginning uh, of that verse, when he says whoever believes, the other thing that we looked at was that that is open to everybody. Amen? And that is, you know, it's an open invitation to every single person on this planet. Whoever believes. And I really like that. Because it, 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 if I wanted to draw an arc on this, you know, Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. So, you know, if you want to tie this together, the whoever believes means that any, not just the apostles, but anyone who believes can not only be saved, but can also walk in the power of God. If you believe. Remember again that, you know, we, we've taken that, that term and, and sort of moved it off into the children's area of thinking and sort of said, well, you know, kids believe anything, that sort of a thing, you know. And we've taken away from it. And we have educated our brain in spite of our spirit. So instead of us growing spiritually, we've grown intellectually. And this whole world is pushing in the intellectual direction. Are you all with me? And so, you know, they, you know, the smarter you are, the more they pay you. That's how it is, you know. Um, and we've done that to the, to the point where we can't believe for things anymore. If we can't think through something, if it's impossible in our brain, that's in, in, it's impossible full stop. We need to understand that there is something that God placed on the inside of us. That's why Jesus said, you know, you need to come into the kingdom as a little child because basically we've been educated out of things and he's saying you need to leave that education behind and come back to that simple belief because you know it's very interesting that when you read Mark 11 23 he just said whoever believes that's it if you can believe if you don't doubt but you believe you move mountains I think that's extraordinary we're coming to that verse, okay? But I think it's really important that we understand something here, that believing is a major part of our Christian life, and it doesn't just stop at the new birth, it continues on. And I always think if we just educated people in believing, which is what I'm trying to do once a week, 
You know, isn't it sad that you go to school and you spend, you know, how, how many classes do they have? About five, six, seven, eight classes, anyway, whatever. Is it six? Okay. Whatever it is, you know, in school to educate your brain five days a week and you get one lesson on Sunday. And then we kind of wonder how come we're not believing more? What if we reverse that? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> not that we should, but if we did, we'd have a bunch of intellectual misfits. I mean, nobody would know nothing. I mean, by the time you got back to school, you'd forget two and two equals four. Because that was a whole week ago. Are you, you know what I'm trying to say here? Amen? Okay, all right, enough of that. Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> so that, that's, you know, that's something that we need to be aware of, that we haven't had the time to grow our faith to the place where we need, you know, that's why we read in the Bible the things that are possible to those that believe, and we think, how come we're not doing that? You know, how come we're not living that kind of life? How come those miracles aren't happening in our life? Well, big shock, <laughs> you know, okay? Hallelujah. I know some of you are listening to the Word every day. Well done. But the thing is that that's what it takes to get to this place. We need to be living by faith. In order to live by faith, you need to be feeding your faith. Amen. Amen? And you know, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I always think, well, is that just information? You know, when it says faith comes by hearing, why can't you just read? People have asked that question, by the way. You know, uh, is it the information? Is it, you know, in the old days, you know, it, it was they had to go and listen to somebody speaking in order to receive something. But I realized something. It isn't the information. Because when somebody speaks, have you noticed when somebody speaks to you, there is a spirit attached to that? It isn't just the information. It's what's in the person that's coming out as well. Are you all with me? That's why faith comes by hearing. I have found that I will listen to certain you know, ministers and there's not a lot of faith that they have awesome word and it tickles your ears, so to speak, and you can tell everybody all the things you learned, but it doesn't uh, 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 bring faith out. It's just a lot of information. There are other people that may not sort of know that much. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, then yeah, brother so-and-so knew more, okay? But when they speak to you, when you walk away, you take faith with you. You are empowered. You feel like, wow, I can move a mountain now. Do you understand that it takes one revelation to move a mountain? Doesn't take a whole book. In fact, the book probably clouds the issue. Amen. I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. I need to get past this. All right. <laughs> Why do we need this right now? Because we are in a time where we need to walk by faith. And we really, need to, we really need to come against fear and we really need to come against all the things that will open us up to things that shouldn't be invading our lives. Are you all with me? Amen? Amen. Like I said, do all the things you know to do. Do the things that the government is telling you to do because they're trying to keep us safe. You know, there are some people out there that are just, you know, doing it in spite of. But I'm just saying, do what you know to do. But don't let go of your faith. Don't just think... The, the mass takes the place of the faith. It doesn't. Amen? Amen. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> let's see if we can move on now. So, <laughs> so reading again in First John 5, 1 John 5.1, I don't know what I'm going to have to edit out of this. But anyway, reading again in First John 5.1, 1, 
Uh, he says again, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, he says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And then he says, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. First of all, <laughs> from an overcoming standpoint, remember we're looking at this from an overcoming standpoint, okay? Because the Apostle John has moved from love and obedience, so to speak, and he's going to be moving even stronger into faith and victory now, all right? And there's a transition taking place at the moment. So we're seeing where this overcoming mentality and life is coming from. So from an overcoming standpoint, we've, we now find that love is the second characteristics of, characteristic of the overcomer. That is, the overcomer not only believes in God, but loves both God and fellow believers. That's the reason the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 5, 6, faith works through love. Second, when the Apostle John says again, everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him, he is going back to what he had previously stated negatively just two verses before, and that's in 1 John 4, 20. And that is when he says, if somebody says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. Now, notice that he says hates his brother. He didn't say just dislikes him. He says hates him. <laughs> okay? That's a very strong word. And the, you know, for the Apostle John to use that word, he is telling us something. He's saying you can't say that you love God and then at the same time hate somebody okay, in the body. I mean, literally hate them. All right? Uh, uh, because that doesn't work. <laughs> okay? He says he's a liar. In other words, if you truly love God, then you will make an effort to love your Christian brothers and sisters, not necessarily because they are lovable, but because they are his kids. Did you all get that? Okay, all right. In his commentary, Colin G. Cruz writes, This is a metaphor drawn from natural experience, in which a person who loves and respects a father will also love and respects his, respect his child. In other words, all those who love God will be marked by their love for the children of God. That is, their fellow believers. Did you all get that? Okay, because I want to move on. If you're getting this, I'm just moving on. Okay, all right, hallelujah. So having made the point that those who love God will also love his children, the Apostle John goes on to explain how these people may know that they love the children of God by saying in verse 2 now, which happens to be the last of the eight by this we know statements. Okay, there was a whole bunch. I could tell you all of them, but I don't want you to get bored. <laughs> all right? There were seven others before this. All right? But I want you to know, the Apostle John, you know, in giving us these eight statements, he tells us there are some things that we can know. We don't have to guess. We can actually know. Are you all with me? Okay? So now he's coming up to those, one of those no statements. He says, by this we know. This is kind of a, one of those absolutes. You know, in, in, in the English language, they said, well, there are no such thing as absolutes. Well, there is. There's absolute zero. In science, somebody, anyway, never mind. You know, English and science always fought with each other. <laughs> but, you know, there are absolutes in this world, okay? And this is one of those absolute statements. He says, by this we know that we love. Notice, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. So he says, if we do this, and I want to read you something in just a minute, but he says there is something that we can know. We know that we love. And notice he says that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. This is kind of backwards, by the way, all right? In other words, one test of genuine, of genuine Christian love is to see if it comes from a heart that loves and a heart that is obedient to God. Did you all get that? A heart that loves. Okay? See, God is looking for love that comes from the heart. 
It's not a manufactured love. It's not a love that says, well, I have to love, so I'm going to love. Are you all with me? Okay. It's a heart that loves and also a heart that is obedient to God. That is a willingness. You know, that's why uh, I think it's in Isaiah. It says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. That willingness is the heart. Are you all with me? Okay. And God is looking for a willing heart. He's not looking for somebody to do something. And again, I will, I will share something that will really help you with this. He's not looking for somebody that says, oh, I have to keep his commandments. So I'm going to keep his commandments because I have to. <laughs> okay? That's, that's not a willing heart. All right? And if you are like that, then you look for every opportunity to, you know, when nobody's looking to do something else. Hello. Okay. Some of you that, have, uh, that run companies, you all know what I'm talking about, those kind of employees. You know, <laughs> they only work while you look. Okay, because they have to, you know what I'm trying to say? All right, it's not coming from the heart. Moving on. Once again, Colin G. Cruz explains this so well when he says, the, watch, this is what I meant. The author appears to be reversing the approach he uses elsewhere in the letter. His usual approach is to say that people's claims to love God are to be tested by the presence or absence of love for fellow believers. Okay, so he says, we know how you love God or keep his commandments based on how you interact with people around you. Are you all with me? Okay, I'll, I'll simplify it in just a minute as well. All right? But here he does the reverse. He states that whether or not people love the children of God can be determined by the presence or absence of love for God and obedience to God's commands. In other words, I'll clear it up for you, okay? I got the in other words here, all right? In other words, you cannot love God and keep his command, commands without loving the children of God, okay? And neither can you love the children of God without loving God and keeping his commands. Did you all get that? So in other words, you know, if we can tell either way. We can look at you and by the way you love people, we can tell, you, tell that you're loving God and keeping his commands. And also, if we saw you loving God and keeping his commands, we could tell that's the sort of person that will love you. Is that clear enough? Do you want me to repeat it or you got it? We're all awake. Awesome. Okay. So that's what the Apostle John means when he says again in 1 John 5, 2, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commands. Now, commandments. Now, you know, why is this so important? You know, the Apostle John's going around and around with this. He has been talking about love for the longest time. Do you know why? Because he doesn't want anything to get in the way of us believing for the impossible, the miraculous, the supernatural. Are you all with me? In fact, you know what? Let, let me just jump out of this for a minute. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. I want to show you something. I haven't got it in my notes, so we need to... Yes, we're doing the thing. Okay, <laughs> we haven't done the thing in a long time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put this in my notes when I finish today. All right, so <laughs> in Mark chapter 11, I want to show you something. In, uh, let's begin in verse 22. Remember again, this is uh, following the, the cursing of the fig tree. You know, when Peter said, look, the, the, you know, the fig tree has dried up from the roots, uh, has withered away. Jesus answered and said to them, he said, first of all, in verse 22, he said, have faith in God. That's the beginning statement. All right? He said, have faith in God. Remember, that also means have the faith of God. All right? So he says, have faith in God. And it also means have the faith of God. It is something that builds from having faith in God. Okay? 
All right, and then he goes on to say, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed, constancy, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. I'm reading it really fast because I want to get past this, okay? <laughs> but I want to show you, here's the faith part. All right, and in fact, it goes in, even into prayer when it says, therefore I say to you, what, what things, uh, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Verse 25, and whenever you say I'm praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. In other words, he's saying, listen, you can't move these mountains if you've got unforgiveness. Can I say it a different way? If you don't have love, the mountains won't move. Let me say it another different way. <laughs> okay? If you don't have love, the faith doesn't work. Ah, did you get that now? Now do you understand why he's carrying on about this? Because he's sort of, he, remember Jesus said, if you have ought against any, you need to forgive him. In other words, he said, there's no reason why you can sort of say, yes, but you all don't know what he did to me. The thing is, if you, <laughs> whatever they did to you, can I just say this? Don't let them keep doing it to you. You're not forgiving them so that they can get away with doing more wrong stuff. You're forgiving them so that you can move your mountains. Did you, you all get the difference? Okay. Like I said, you know, some people you need to love from a distance. And you need to because every, you know, every time you get in touch with them, your mountain falls on you. And you can't move it. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm trying to say? You get into a strife and unforgiveness and everything else. Just stay away from those things. All right? And, and grow stronger so you can manage those things and handle those things and find some wisdom in how to deal with those things. Okay, don't just stay away forever. Uh, can I get an amen on that too? All right, okay. As, as the Lord leads, okay? Okay, as the Lord leads. All right. But understand something, that the Apostle John is spending so much time with regard to love and saying, listen, here are ways that you can know. Because I'm, you know, what I'm seeing from all of this is this. I just reckon people are trying to believe for things and saying, how come it's not working? Do you think anybody ever asked that question ever in their life? Yeah, okay, can I say yes? All right. Somewhere somebody goes, why isn't this working? The Apostle John is doing everything that he can to say, listen, one of the major keys is love. If you've got this happening somewhere in your life and you haven't even figured it out yet, He's saying, figure it out. He's saying, this, these are the, if you're saying, well, how do I know? Ah, there it is. By this we know. <laughs> okay? He goes, you want to know? Here's ways you can know certain things. Amen. And that's why he says, this is how we know that if we're, if we're walking in love, this is how we'll, we'll behave towards God, his kids, and his commands. It's those three things, okay, all right? One has to do with love, God and his kids, okay, loving God, loving his children. And also the other has to do with his commands. Why his commands? Because Jesus said, the new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, you love one another. Because I just reckon he said, love one another, and he thought, yeah, Pete's where we're going, yeah, well, this is how I love my people. I beat him in the, you know. <laughs> he goes, wait a second, let me give you a standard. He goes, as I've loved you, you love one another. Pete's like, Okay, that's hard. Because Jesus is going to die on a cross for him. That's really hard. <laughs> it's a hard act to follow. You know what I'm trying to say? Amen? Are you all with me? Okay. Now I can move on. <laughs> so that's why he says again, by this we know that we love the children of God. Again, we want to know these things so that we know that nothing is getting in the way of our faith working. Amen? Amen. I, I need to do this because once I hit 
the victory that overcomes the world. We are, we are going to be on a fast track. We are going to be seeing some amazing things. And I don't want something getting in the way of you experiencing that victory in your life. Are you all with me? Amen? That's the reason I'm spending so much time on this and the reason why the Apostle John spent so much time on it. All right. Verse 3. Am I in verse 3? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to verse 3. Hallelujah. We're doing well today. All right. <laughs> Continue on to verse 3. The Apostle John goes and says, For this is the love of God, that we keep His command- commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Now, notice first of all how the latter half of verse 2 and the first half of verse 3 both talk about keeping his commandments. The reason for this is that added to faith and love, obedience to God's word is the third characteristic of an overcomer. Okay, so here, here comes the third one. Remember I told you there was three? Okay. Interesting, isn't it? It's three. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You know, spirit, soul, body. There's a lot of threes in the Bible that are very significant. You know, and here we see three things. We see faith, we see love, we see obedience. Amen. You know, some people like to walk, by, you know, walk in faith and they don't have the love and the obedience. And so you end up with a life that is unbalanced. And you, you end up with a life that cre- other Christians are questioning and going, how come that person you know, has all these things and it seems to be very materialistic and, and seems to be blessed by God, but it just seems disproportional. You know, and, and we kind of get confused. Then we see somebody that just loves and has nothing in their life. And they look holy, but you think, shouldn't God look after that? That's confusing too. When David said, I've never seen the, you know, the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Well, there's one begging bread. Are you all with me? And then we see somebody that's obedient to God's word, that does not have any faith, does not walk in love, but it, you know, it's to the letter of the law all the time, always picking out things out of people. Well, sister, you shouldn't be doing that. Because the Bible says, and you want to slap that person. We know the Bible says that, but the way you say it, we don't want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Okay, <laughs> all right. No, this, this, remember, <laughs> you know, he says speak the truth in love, okay? Not with an attitude, all right? So <laughs> this is the reason why we need to have all of the three working. Because if we are walking by faith, we're walking in love, and we are obedient to God's commands, what's going to happen is something very... very uh, interesting and that is we will believe but not necessarily for ourselves we'll make sure that we have enough because we need to be looking after our family but we'll also believe God for things more than what we need because we need to be looking after others because we love God and we love his kids you know what I'm saying okay and in order to do that we'll also make sure that we are keeping our lives on track with God we are obedient to his word not to go and pick and say now sister you I've noticed you've been missing this out no 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 we turn that on ourselves and we say what have we been missing out on what have we been doing wrong we judge ourselves we are in obedience to God judging ourselves not judging others because the bible also says don't judge other people are you all with me so as i keep the word of god i'm judging myself i'm checking i'm making sure that i'm not getting into trouble or doing anything wrong so that my faith can work so that i'm walking in love so that all of these three things are working somebody looks at somebody they'll just go yeah that works that person is always loving you know and they're never critical of anything or anyone they're always looking to give and bless people Man, they're never looking to be blessed by people. Hello? Why? Because God blesses them. Amen? We give without strings attached. 
You know what I'm trying to say? Amen? And so that is a Christian. See, that one you're looking and go, oh, yeah, that one makes sense. <laughs> you know? There's no problems with, you know, God not looking after them or they got too much in their life or they're nitpicky at everything. It's all balanced out now. It's all working in the right way. Are you all with me? Amen? Okay. So, <laughs> moving on. Accordingly, Simon J. Kissamaka writes, Love for God does not consist of spoken words. Listen. Love for God does not consist of spoken words, even, even if they are well-intentioned, but of determined action that demonstrates obedient, obedience to God's commands. That's why, you know, I, I'd like to go to Joshua 1.8 very quickly. I don't want to preach on this, I just want to share it with you in light of all of this. Are you all with me? Where he said, when God spoke to Joshua and said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. This is the part I want to uh, uh, draw attention to. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. That you may observe to do. See, all of the meditation and all of, the, all of this stuff is so we can observe to do. We are looking at it and we go, okay, we know how this works. You can observe to do is not just about information, it's about revelation and wisdom. It's about knowing how to apply the, the information that you've received in your life. Observe to do. Did you get the to-do part? <laughs> okay? Because a lot of people can observe, but they don't know what to do with it. Okay? Yeah, and you don't need to observe to tell somebody else to do. Do you see? This is about him doing it. Do you see? This is about him observing to do. Not about him saying, well, now, I prayed and the Lord said, all of you are in disobedience. And somebody is looking at you and saying, yeah, so are you. <laughs> okay? No, right? no. We are meant to lead by example. You want people to be obedient to God, you be obedient to God. You know, somebody said that, they said, you know, as a parent, you can tell a child to do tell a child a hundred times to do something, but at the end of the day, they'll do whatever you're doing. They learn by watching. When you talk, they switch off. When you do, they pay attention. Because there is something animated in front of them teaching them. Amen? You know, somebody so once said something to the effect of, Tell, if you tell me what to do, I'll forget it. But if you show me, I'll remember. All right, all right, moving on. Okay. Where was I? All right, so I was reading in Josh. <laughs> okay. I want you to notice the result of it, because I can't leave you there. He says that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you'll be just in bondage. <laughs> and then you'll have no fun whatsoever, is what people <laughs> think, okay? No, listen to what it says, for then you, you will, you will make your way prosperous. I think that is extraordinary. It says you will make your way prosperous. You know, people are looking for the secret to prosperity, the secret to success. Here it is. Observe to do. Find out what God says and do it. He wrote the book. He... This book was designed to go with this planet, okay, and, and the way we are, all right? The, 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 how can I say? God built it a certain way to function, okay? He, he, he put certain um, principles, certain laws in place, and this tells us how we can navigate through all those laws. You know, and I'm when I say laws, I'm not talking about bondage. I'm talking about, like, gravity. You know, you throw something up, it will come back down. 
Are you all with me? Okay. But if you know how to apply the law of lift against gravity, you can fly. That's a law. You know the law of lift is a law as well. Are you all with me? So, you know, a lot of Christians are just, they're just stuck with the gravity. They don't know about the law of lift. They don't know about this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Overcomes. You know what I'm trying to say? Law of lift. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. Regardless of how much you're getting pulled down, there is something that will actually break and, and overcome the law of gravity and actually take you up. When everybody else is falling down, you're going up. Do you all get that? Okay. Your daddy knows about that. All right. <laughs> He'll do a gr- he can do a much better lesson on that up here than I can. All right. It's about pressure. No, <laughs> no, no. no. All right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so notice again, he says, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have. You, wi- you will have. You know, if you're a little Nazi right now, I'd go, you will have good success. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that's what they did. You know, that's what they did. That's what they did. They, they, they told people, you will not fail. I, I reckon they just took the Bible and just took God out of it and just took all the things that it said. You will succeed. You will have. You will be prosperous. Now go out there and do it. And they did, and they almost took the whole world over with that. We not learn something from that. Amen. They didn't. They did it without God. Man, we got God. All right. I'm going to finish with this because I ran out of time. And how much more did I have to go? Let me have a look where my, oh yeah, no, my tag's on the other page. All right. <laughs> All right. So, hey, we got to verse three. Come on, give me a break. All right. <laughs> okay, we did good today. I've said, yeah, and as for the specifics, actual specifics of keeping his commands and observing to do according to all that is written therein, in relation to this particular epistle, it includes walking in the light, 1 John 1 7, obeying his word, that is 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. And 1 John 3.24, walking or living as Jesus did. Remember, we talked about all of these things. Doing what is right. Amen. Purifying yourselves. Not continually sinning. And above all, loving God and loving one another. Did you all get all that? There's a lot there. Listen to the video. Okay. (laughs) But these are some of the things that will keep us on track. These are the things that will allow us to overcome the world. See, sometimes people are sort of going, well, what do I need to do? I've just told you. Those are the things. Those are the commandments. Specifically, okay, with regard to what the Apostle John has said in his epistle. You know, sometimes we can jump out and look for other things, but I wanted to give you what he said because we're looking at things from where he's coming from. Amen? Amen. And... We'll pick this up next week when he goes on to say, in the latter half of verse 3, he says, and his commandments are not burdensome. They are not burdensome. And I'm going to give you some insight into that that will really bless you uh, so that you understand why he says that and with what spirit he says that. Amen? We're going to have to stop here because I have run out of time and I shouldn't keep you here too long. All right. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yep. Praise God. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed.